Hello everyone, Coach Joe here and welcome to the Magellan Network Podcast, where you'll learn the rules and tools for success in the financial services industry to become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search the Magellan Network Podcast with Coach Joe on SoundCloud or iTunes. With that said, let's get into it. Hi, this is Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. And uh, today is an episode that I've been thinking about for months, and I finally decided it is time to have the conversation. So what am I talking about? You know, I've been coaching advisors now for over 26 years. My average client engagement is over 13 years. And I've got several clients that have been with me for over a quarter century. Uh, we, Our kids were in diapers together, and now they're graduating college together, right? And that think about that kind of breadth of relationship. So when I started my uh, my coaching career, and I'll share some things with me. So this will be more, more of a conversational piece. And I'm going to explain where I'm going with this. So when I started my coaching career, I mean, you know, the word coach, right? It wasn't even a term back then other than sports. So uh, when I uh, when I left the Tony Robbins organization, right, I, I resigned on a Friday. And uh, on a Saturday, I went to a Minuteman Press in uh, Somerville, New Jersey. Some of you may remember that place. And uh, I had these, uh, I said, I need business cards, right? And I need them like today, right? And so all I can do is these ugly, like black and white ones, right? Some that, that an attorney would have. And this is, you know, in the early 90s. And uh, so I'd get back, uh, I'd, I'd take the train. Uh, for those of you in New Jersey, New York, you know, you take the train to the pass station in Newark. And at that time, I'd go to World Trade Center, do my walk and talks, right? And that's what I do. And, uh, you know, when I started using the term, I, I branded myself a peak performance consultant, right? Because no such thing as coaching. Uh, then, uh, then I think a year or two later, I started to use the term coach. And then I probably spent the first decade of my career explaining to somebody it is not a sports thing. And what do you mean a business coach? What does that mean? What, like, what is that, right? And so the the first part of my of my career was explaining to advisors what, what I do, why it's important, right? And results. The second part of my career, let's you know, say the last 10 years or so, I've been explaining why I'm different because now everybody's worked with coach, which I think is great. So one of the core beliefs I do have is I think every advisor would maximize their potential having a coach. Now, every study that I've seen, only about 25 to 35% of the industry is even open to it. And what we're seeing now, um, one of my clients shared with me, and, it's, and I'm not going to get into who it is. I'm not, I don't want to get him in trouble. It's a very well-known national independent broker-dealer. I saw an internal survey, and uh, it bothered me. And the reason why it bothered me was that while they're um, still only about 30, 35% of their FAs are, are open to a coaching scenario, over half of them were dissatisfied with the results. And that bothered me. And so I've been watching kind of my fellows, if you will, and we're gonna, we'll talk about some different people without naming names in a little bit. Um, but I do, have, uh, I do have some things I think are really important. So, so first of all, let me say this. I am the first one to tell you that the, I do these Magellan Network shows because I like to share my expertise. I'm also the first one to tell you that I probably am not a good coach for you because of just how I operate, how I do things, how I roll, my belief set, my standards, so on and so forth. And I'm cool with that. You know, I think the, the whole, my whole premise is a coach needs to attract the type of person that they're going to do a good job for. All right. That's my belief, and that's in, and I'll share this to you where it actually was under assault. Uh, 
So twice in my career, once because of a joint venture situation that I was that was a pro, that that came to me, and the second one I wanted to do my own. But in both instances, the bottom line was that I went ahead and created a coaching company, where I would go ahead and hire or contract with you know the kind of independent contractor coaches, interview them, do do some training, and both times I hated it. You know, uh, once one because I had a business partner which I didn't like. Uh, I found out he was less than honest. Uh, number two, the second time around, I just didn't like it because it took me away from this. What I ended up doing was having to market, having to get up there and do webinars and talks and, and connect with wholesalers and do all that stuff. And the reality was that my coaches are not me. And so it was very clear to me, it's like a head chef with a restaurant and you try to open up 15 other restaurants with 15 different chefs, they're all not gonna cook, even though you can give them the recipes, they're not, gonna, they're not the same, it's just not you. So I folded both of them you know, in my career. And now here I am doing Magellan Network and my personal work. And I'm so much more happier because I now know who I want to attract. So let me give you some, let's call this a consumer reports to coaches and consultants for financial advisors. So number one, and this was great. So I, I have a, a young gentleman. Uh, I'm working with now personally, young now, like 40, right? Um, and uh I really liked how he came and approached me. Uh, number one, he came into Magellan Network on a trial, which is, by the way, what I do. Uh, every advisor comes into my space. They get 14 days to play with what we do. No strings, no credit cards, no nothing. All right? I really believe in that. Because, again, I'm not right for everyone. So what this person did is uh, they came in on trial. We had an interview, which was great. He asked for references, which is great, right? And I try to match references. So when I get a reference, uh, somebody wants references, I, I kind of look at their situation, kind of, you know, kind of where they are in their career cycle, practice model, things like that. I want to kind of match them up so it's kind of an apples to apples story. And uh, this person actually called and actually had great conversation with each one. Uh, then he came back and uh, my process uh, for personally is like do an intro call, no big deal. Then we do an application evaluation. I charge a fee for that. And then we figure out what we're going to do. Everything I do is custom, right? So it's all personally, it's all custom work. And uh, I really liked how thorough he was. I wish more advisors were like that, which I know you would sit there and say, wouldn't you want somebody to just say yes to initially? No, because if they could decide yes quickly, they can also decide no quickly. So I like a slow process. My onboarding process is about 30 days between intro call, application, evaluation, findings of evaluation, follow conversation, and then we decide what we're going to do, right? 30 days. And I just find it interesting how other firms, and we're not going to get to names here, can basically do like they industrialize it, right? It's like industrialization of coaching, like McDonald's or unfortunately like these days you hear a lot about these slaughterhouses and stuff like that, the industrialization, right, uh, of, of, you know, of, of animals. And I've always wondered how can somebody – go hear somebody, then talk to a salesperson, and then get assigned a coach, and it's going to work because you know why? It just is, because that's what we do. And those are where I find all the bad stories. It's when you deal with, and again, I'm not going to get into names because it's not the, not the point of the, the, the conversation today. The point of the conversation is you need to be an educated consumer of coaching programs, coaches, marketing consultants, all the shiny object people out there, right? Because here's the reality. There are many, many who take advantage of the psychology 
of our industry, the psychology of advisors, which is basically insecurity, right? We're insecure and we have a bit of an imposter syndrome. Consultants and marketing companies prey on that. Like if you don't say yes, you're missing out. If you don't say yes, your competitor's gonna do it. And they play, they do that psychological stuff, knowing that an advisor is number one, driven to be successful in most cases. And, and we're really just kind of buy because they can, right? Industries and marketing industries are based on that, right? So a couple things. So let me tell you when, I, when a client comes to me and says, hey, I'm thinking about investing in this marketing program. Number one, how many conversations have you had? Number two, did you get references? Any coach, any consultant who will not share references with you run. I'm serious. They don't have the stories because they had the stories they would share right now. My world, you know, my clients are happy to put their names to their endorsement with me. You go on any of my websites, uh, anything we do, my YouTube channel. I mean, we name names. We don't do Mark S from wherever, right? We put names. You can Google them. You can find them. They are real people, not actors, right? So you want to make sure that the second thing in my mind is how long. So I used to, and I'm going to kind of walk through. So uh, my claim to fame, if there was what early in my career, was that I would work with advisors on a totally contingent basis. So in other words, whatever your production was, we raised the bar. I get a piece. You get most of it, right? And uh, I take the risk. And I really built my reputation on it. I don't do those relationships anymore because now they'd be multi-year, they're messy, and I decided yet that I wanted to go in a different direction. So my direction today, and has been for the last several years, is I do everything in my world month to month. So in other words, not only do I vet you and we go through this process, but I don't lock you into anything. Now, why? I believe that if a coach is really good at what they do, and a program is worth its salt. The advisor wants to stay because it's valuable to them, not because they're contractually obligated to. I wish I had a dollar for every time I've talked to somebody who said to me, either because they are they're currently involved with the program, well, I really want to work with you, but I've got another six months on you know, with this person or it was like 25 grand up front, right? And I got to see it through or I'm locked in on this marketing consultant for the next six months and I don't even know what they're doing for me. But, you know, it is. And I'm sitting here going, number one, how do you not know? Number two, is that really an indictment of the industry that I represent? Because I, I just don't see that. You know, everything I do is month to month. I mean, and my average is 13 years. I have very little turnover in my game. In fact, a lot of my clients are friends now. It's about, for me, it's all about the relationship. I go into everything I do with the premise. Now, it always doesn't work out. I'll be the first to admit that. But I always go into it with the premise of, you know, client for life, hopefully a friend for life, meaningful relationships. I think that's the most important thing. So I want you to think about as you, first of all, I want to encourage every one of you to go find a coach. Like I said, it doesn't have to be me. I'm not saying it has to be me. But go find somebody you resonate with. A couple things, number one, buyer beware. Number one, in this industry, there are nuances. 
So, and I say this as respectfully as I possibly can, even though you really can't go to your chamber of commerce right now or your BNI groups or something. But if you're gonna if you're gonna coach with a random person who doesn't know our industry, you're gonna give them an education in our industry, which is great, but they're not gonna add a lot of value to you. What we do is a specialty. Now, I've I've uh, lived, breathed, and and you know, kind of consumed this entire industry for over 26 years. People tell me what makes me great at what I do is I don't have to think about what the answers are because I've probably have had the question several times in my career, right? So you want to make sure, number one, you have experience. Number two, there needs to be some sort of evaluation onboarding protocol. So if you go from conversation to contract, that would concern me. And then if they kind of put, and then they have, they have salespeople kind of put the screws to you to get you to sign up. I'd be concerned about that too. Now, we do have a membership director at Magellan Network, so I'm going to say that right now. It's my son, Michael. Um, but he is more about making sure you have a good experience uh, through your trial process. Um, and we just don't pitch. We attract. Either you see what we do and you're in or you don't. Fine. We're cool. The reality is only about 35% of advisors that come in on a trial become members. Uh, partly because most of the time, not a good fit. And we're cool with that. Totally are. Fine. Nobody has a bad experience, though. That's the important part. And then be very clear on what the deliverables are going to be. So are you looking for a coach who works around a process? Or are you looking for a coach that walks around your personality? Because it's easy to coach processes. I can take, you can take any guru and say, here are the 10 things I do for my practice. And I put them in a, a program. I put them in a deck. I put them in a workbook. And I'm going to train somebody just to teach this. That is easy. And I say that as respectfully as I can. But if they're not willing to get to know you and your nuances and what's important to you, it's to me, it's a challenge. Now, let's talk about marketing consultants. They're my favorite because they're, they, you know, now with, uh, with COVID-19, right? I, I don't know about your LinkedIn box, but my box every day has three to five of these uh, LinkedIn people, right? Hey, I can source you uh, 10 appointments, 20 appointments, da, 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 da. And, you know, my experiences are not that I have a lot of them, but I've had several clients go down that road because they wanted to. It is all smoke and mirrors. And as they say in Texas, all hat, no cattle, right? It's all just a money grab. Um, it doesn't really work. And it just, that's reality. Now, it does not mean that there are other marketing consultants who are not worth their, their weight and salt. Again, if you want a list of those who I endorse, I'm not going to do it here. Just send me a note. I'm happy to share those with you, right? I have no economics. I have no, I don't take affiliate fees, referral fees, anything like that. Um, I just do what's right. Okay, so if you want that, just reach out. I'm happy to provide that to you. With that said, you've got to make sure that you do your vetting process. All right, with marketing consultants, coaches, anybody who you're going to give your hard-earned dollar to, you need to make sure it makes sense. Right? I mean, if they're trying to overpromise you, like you hear terms like turnkey, right? Trust me, everything takes a ton of work. There's no turn. The only thing that's turnkey is stroking the check. Other than that, it's a lot of work, and you got to recognize that. Also, as our industry now has to adapt, digital marketing, sales funnels, 
you have to learn the the industry is going to have to educate themselves on you know it doesn't mean you don't hire people to execute to execute for you but you better know the questions to ask right last year i spent you know mid five figures and weeks of my life to learn digital marketing personal branding all of that why not because I'm going to go in the business and start a digital marketing agency or personal branding. I'm not. That's not my game. But I need to be able to con- do counsel my clients on, look, if you're going to hire this firm, here are the five or ten questions you better ask them. Right? How are they going to deliver this? Like I just talked to one of my clients and I'm looking into who they retire, you know, well-known, well-known marketing brand. And, uh, I, I, and he's on some, I think, $500 a month program, whatever it is. I said, what are they doing? He said, I don't know. So I got a white paper. I said, well, where's the, you know, the landing page? Like, well, I, don't, I don't know. Well, like what kind of posting are they? Are you, are you pushing your own content? He says, I don't know. They just, I just, every once in a while I see stuff on LinkedIn and I see some stuff on my Facebook business page and, and stuff like that. And like, he has no idea what's going on. Like, this is your personal brand. Like you got to control that, right? This is the first, you know, for a lot of, for your marketplace, it's the first experience they're going to have with you. And you don't even know what the heck's going on. Scary. Really scary, right? And then I think the last thing I'll say, you know, like this is something I've been really been in my mind a lot. And so if you're going to retain a coach, like I said, you know, vet it out, get one, get one you resonate with, go through your protocol process. My personal opinion, if they want, if they got to sell you on the deal and lock in on the deal, run, right? And not what you want, right? That's number one. Number two, if you're going to, if you're going to hire marketing, branding consultants, you know, social media consultants, all that. Resume again, references, references, references. Do the background, don't just say yes. And again, you know, the shorter the contract, the better in my mind, right? Just is. Um, a lot of times that can't be the case in you know, some things like podcasting, um, some things that take a long time to ramp up, you know, they're gonna want a little bit more, but by and large, I would keep things very lightly. I think that's super important to do. And then the last thing I'll say is just a piece of advice. Invest in yourself. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, we're in the people business, you know, my core belief. And the better we are at who we are, the more successful we're going to be. Don't be afraid to look outside the industry and go attend workshops or books or tapes or podcasts that have nothing to do with this industry. I would say 80% of my breakthrough ideas I've had in my career have nothing to do with this industry, but I've been able to port it into the industry, right? So look outside. It's really okay. Don't get so myopic that you're gonna, it's going to feel like everybody else out there, right? And commit to at least 10% of your gross income, 10%, or if you're independent, revenue, for you. You are the best return on any investment you're ever going to get, case in point. If you had to put $100,000 away for retirement and earn 6 to 8%, or you took that $100,000 and got a coach, got a digital marketer, really mastered and you're able to bring in, you know, $25, 35000000 million for that 100000 
What's going to be a better What's going to be a better return on investment? Because think about this, and look, you, you all know this better than I do. When you put that hundred thousand dollars into the market, I don't care how you do it. What are you really investing in? Other people's businesses, right? You're investing in Mark Zuckerberg and Apple and IBM or whatever it is, right? Uh, Tesla, right? You're not investing in yourself. You're not investing in your business. That will always, always yield you the best result. All right. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I hope this gave you some knowledge when you're out there looking to get resources and help, right? Little consumer report piece here. I hope this made sense for you. Again, if you want, uh, if you need some resources, just reach out to me. I'm happy to provide them for you. Again, these are, I have no economic uh, relationship with any of these entities, but I, my clients use them. I know the people, they work, they're credible, they have high integrity, and they deliver the goods. Have a great weekend. So there you have it. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would like a 14-day free trial to the Magellan Network to get better at business development, practice management, personal development, and overall create the ideal vision for yourself and your business, please visit MagellanNetwork.net. That's MagellanNetwork.net and claim your 14-day free trial. As always, I'm here to help you become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. And with that, I'll catch you next time on the Magellan Network podcast with me, your host, Coach Joe. Take care.